You are listening to Preaching and Teaching on the Man of God Network of Podcasts. This resource combines expositional sermons and lectures from the classroom of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary to help equip listeners for the work of the ministry. Considered Philippians 2, 12, and 13, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And we had two contemplations. The first was to help unbelievers think through their plight. And the second I mentioned and talked about just a bit. I'm going to pick up with a second. I have four. We must work out our salvation. That's a contemplation. Uh, The exposition, we must work out our salvation. The contemplation, well, we must work out our salvation. We must pray. We must get the word of God in us by reading, meditating, hearing it read, and sitting under its preaching and teaching. And we got to do that all the time, as much as we can during the week. Uh, And then, of course, every Lord's Day. We must also see the word of God's gospel presented to us Invisible signs like the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a visible word from God concerning the incarnations and sufferings of our Lord for us and for, for our salvation. Baptism, which hopefully we'll be seeing some of these soon, baptism is also a visible sign that signifies our union with Christ and God's promise to raise us up ultimately, like he raised his son up. That that encourages our souls to see those things. They are means of grace, the word of God, prayer, sacraments of baptism, and the Lord's Supper. In other words, in order to work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling, we must use the means ordained by God for our growth in grace and salvation. And that will never change. You'll never get to a point in your Christian life and go, I don't need Bible reading anymore. I don't need to pray anymore. I don't need sermons. I'll go just because I like the food or whatever. Uh, We always need the word of God in the various ways God has ordained for it to come to us. And we will to the day we die. In other words, in order to work out our salvation, we got to use the means of grace. If we are to show our love for God by working out our salvation with fear and trembling, then we must Use the means of grace ordained to that end. You remember the Jude 20 and 21, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, the Christian faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves where you love God the most, waiting fervently for the coming, the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's means of grace. So we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowledgeable, intelligently using the means of grace. Third, we cannot work out our salvation unless God is working in us. We cannot work out our salvation unless God is working in us. But the good news is this. God does not leave us to ourselves to work out our salvation. Okay, I mentioned that in the first hour. God does not leave us to ourselves to work out salvation. We not only need God to work in us in order to get into Christ, 1 Corinthians 1.30, if you are in Christ, it's his doing. 
We need God to work in us once we are in Christ. We don't need help merely to get into Christ. We need help once we're in Christ. But the thing is, God does help us. God blesses the use of means. In other words, just as justification is by grace alone, so is sanctification by grace alone. We are desperately in need of divine power to become Christians in the first place, and we are desperately in need of divine power to live as Christians in the second. God's working in us is necessary for us to work out our salvation. So so when, let's say, we come across something new or an old truth with a renewed passion for it, and we begin to institute decisions in our lives that helps us apply whatever that thing is more consistently in our life. And then we look back and so, wow, look how my life has changed in light of taking this truth really seriously and trying to work it through and work it out. My life has changed and I actually like the change. It's actually beneficial for me and my spouse or my kids or whoever. When, whenever that happens, and it does happen, oh, that would happen more, huh? When we look back, we should say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're working grace in me. It wasn't like bells and whistles and angels singing choirly songs from heaven in my ears or anything. But when I do look back, I did grow. I grew in grace. I grew in conviction, in knowledge, that I grew in the ability to to think through the applications, and I worked them into my life, and now I thank you. You know, there's no point uh, in the midst of that. Well, let me just keep going here. A diligent use of the means of grace, private means and public means, will God being pleased to bless them, reinvigorate our souls and empower us to will and to work. Okay, so we got to do something. It's not like, you know, we're stringed puppets. Um, what are you, silhouettes? What are, what are those? No, those things, not silhouettes. Got the wrong et. Baryonet? Marionette? Those, you know what I'm talking about. Um, We do have faculties, but God works in and with our faculties, our intellects, our wills, our affections through the use of means. Now, is God God free to not use means and sanctify us? He says correct. I can get mostly yeses. You mean God is not bound to sanctify us only through the use of means? Yes, he is not bound. But he has promised to to, to bless the use of means. That much we know. There is no promise that he'll bless the non-use of means. He can do it if he wants. But there is a promise for the blessing upon the means. So uh, means are only means at best. But God has promises to bless them as he, as he pleases. So use the means. And then finally, the relationship between our doing and God's working in us should keep us humble and thankful. And always doing that step-by-step, understanding an issue, working it out in our minds, making plans in our lives to better 
reflect that truth, and then months later going, huh, God developed my character. I have these virtue now that I didn't have before. Um, all throughout that whole time, there's no place for us to, to get proud. There is everywhere place for us to remain humble and thankful because the more with fear and trembling, the more understanding of how sanctification works, the more we realize God didn't, if God didn't initiate this, this wouldn't be happening in my life. I need to be grateful. I need to be thankful. Even though I'm crooked deep down, even sometimes as a believer, wretched man that I am, Romans 7, God comes. God blesses the reading of his word, the preaching of his word, the, the, the hearing of his word. God blesses a hymn that wakes my soul up. God does that through means. And we should be humble and thankful. Without him, we can do nothing good in his sight. We should always be humble and always be thankful in light of this. Sanctification is by grace. Our humility and our thankfulness will be expressed in our giving ourselves away for the sake of Christ. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. Number 195. Nothing we do can ever repay God for what he has done for us in Christ. You ever thought about that? If it could, here I am in my good works, trying to repay God for what he has done for me in Christ, assuming that I get to a certain level where I've paid him back enough, I don't owe him humble thankfulness anymore, and I can go do something else, serve myself, or it just doesn't work. It's like, because it's not a debtor's mentality in that sense. I am going to pay back equally what God has given me, equally back to him. No. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. Now that's the, the right mentality. What can I do in light of all this grace mounted on my soul over and over and over, even though I try to push it away and get it out of my life sometimes? What can I do in light of God being relentless in his grace and mercy and not giving up on, on me, a bad Christian at times? What can I do in response to that? Um, give myself away? Nothing we do can ever repay God for what he has done for us in Christ. If it could, at some point in the future, when we had paid all we owe, we would no longer be obliged to God for his great salvation for us in Christ. But that's absurd, right? It's absurd. True believers in Christ recognize they cannot pay God God, pay God, pay back God for grace, and they don't want to. Look, if you want to pay him back for grace, stop it. Don't, don't live with that motive in your heart. They live for him not for recompense. Okay? It's not like, okay, God, you've done this for me. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. And then that's kind of like the 
name it, claim it, American Pentecostalized gospel that we export to third world countries and then guys like Jorge have to clean it up, you know. God's done this. I'll do this for God and God will do this for me. Um, Ask the apostles when they were getting their heads lopped off or crucified upside down to mock Jesus. Ask them about that kind of mentality. Were they sitting there going, I'm willing to die, but I'm expecting God, in light of my willingness to die, to really, really, really pay me back. I think they would say, no. Now, he's promised to give me life eternal. I understand this. But it's like the, uh, the one man when he was 86 years old, Polycarp. That was his name, right? Polycarp, who I think he knew the gospel, knew the gospel of John, knew the, the apostle John. Anyway, they had him before some sort of court, and they wanted him to deny Jesus. And he says, 86 years have I served him, and he hasn't let me down once. How can I blaspheme my Lord and deny him? So he didn't have that debtor's mentality. If he didn't deny Christ, he was going to die. And he did it. True believers in Christ recognize they cannot pay back God for grace, and they, they don't want to. They live for him, not for recompense, but out of gratefulness and amazement they, that he would save often ungrateful wretches like us. You know, if I was God, I, I, would, I would be an Arminian. I would say, I'll save you, but you've got to keep yourself saved because I'm not going to deal with all this heartache and headache of you ungrateful wretches not living for me. Um, I've said this before. Thank God I am not God. Uh, we are way worse then we realize, and God is way better than we'll ever exhaust. We'll never exhaust the goodness of God. Well, may these contemplations help us all to give ourselves away, since that's all we can do. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that we can uh, contemplate it. <laughs> think a little deeper sometimes about what these things mean in, in practical ways in our own heads and hearts. Uh, None of us can stand up and boast and say what a great Christian we are. Um, We have a great Savior, and we're great sinners. We can can all say that. And all of us can also say we haven't worked out our our salvation with the, the appropriate fear and trembling that we ought to. In light of the great grace that has come to us, how much more ought we to give ourselves for Christ and his cause on the earth? in his name, and his church, and his glory. Forgive us of our many, many sins and grant us a fresh vision, a new open eye to the word of God and to the responsibilities of Christian discipleship, not as um, some sort of heavy weight and burden that we dread, but as the, the real joy it ought to be. It ought to be and tune our hearts to make it more so a great joy to do and to will what you please. Help us. Bless the supper and the singing. 
uh, to the end that we would be sanctified. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Preaching and Teaching, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS is a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary which provides affordable online theological education to help the church in its calling to train faithful men for the gospel ministry. To learn more, visit cbtseminary.org.